Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O and get it done right. As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, coming in. Yeah. All right, and we're not, and we're not filming this, which I would really like to do. Really like to film. I know you should. You should start doing B-roll tapes. Yeah. Go get the camera. Anytime you're in person, anytime you have an in-person guest, yeah, you should film it. Film it. See? Because right. nowadays, people watch podcasts on YouTube, which is super weird anyway. But Yeah. But they're doing Because most people aren't very attractive. Like, we're not made for TV. <laughs> Especially the two of us. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> the, the two of us should only be on the radio nowadays. Yes, we have faces for radio. <laughs> There's a reason maybe somebody picked a profession with a mask. <laughs> I just knew as I got older, it wasn't going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. The moment I got uh, less attractive, they said, okay, you're no longer necessary. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I know. My, my mom used to say, I look like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Now I get uh, Ben Stiller and uh, old Mark Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> old Mark Harmon. Old Mark Harmon, not yeah. young Mark Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You look like old Schwarzenegger, not, not <laughs> Mr. Olympia. <laughs> that is so true. That's yeah, that's, that's definitely the case here. That's awesome. So we still need to discuss this. So I, we worked for a team. We worked for a team. Yeah. I still work for that team. But I'm just going to use, I'm just going to talk Ken. Yes. Or. You. What? Yeah. You can say who I am. We'll just bleep it out. Well, I'm not going to say the mascot's name, <laughs> but wait a second. I do have a couple stories that include other teams' mascots. You can say them. I you can't. just can't say. I can't. You can say. say. We'll just bleep it out. Okay. You can say. So I'll just say who bleep. I portray. Yeah, I'll just keep using bleep, and then yeah. I'll just keep saying bleep, <laughs> AKA, or that will stand for. Yeah. How, 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 how's that in the legal terms? <laughs> Plausible deniability. Plausible right? deniability. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not our fault if the listener assumes or hears, chooses to hear something. That's right. In a court of law, yes, it's only a problem if you actually said that. That's right. Did you say it? No, no. I did not. Did you imply it? That's up to the listener. That's I have no idea what you heard. And there's no negativity here. Mm-mm. 
Not at all. You saw my I sign. I see the rule. Yeah. Okay. So well, then half of my stories have to go. That's right. Cross <laughs> no them out. Start, no negative start, <laughs> start crossing them out. That's awesome. So welcome, Jay Evans, to the studios of Between the Fur. Well, it's actually just one studio. I said studios. I was, I was hoping to see the other ones, too. Because yes. no, just... I couldn't tell if I got the all-star studio or like the B-roll, like the <laughs> uh, JV studio. Yeah, Save the good one for the, important people. Yeah, the B studio. No, this is the studio of Between the Fur. I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome. And it's, how, how do you like the uh, decor? It's all fur, isn't it? It's nice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very comfortable. I feel like I'm overdressed wearing jeans. I should be in pajamas or something a little more casual. Well, we usually sit here in boxers, but... Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> I don't want to break tradition. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, speaking of that boxer situation, I used to have a tradition uh, when, when Jay Evans was my assistant. And... That was whenever I got out of costume and I had sweaty boxers, they had to be thrown at somebody. And it was usually Jay because he was the only person in the room. But I had cat-like reflexes and dodged most of it, thankfully. Most of them. And that's why we went and got an intern. <laughs> so right. I didn't have to have boxers <laughs> thrown at me. And the intern, intern could be thrown at <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had, and that was uh, what, Rob? Mm-hmm. That was Rob. You know, he grew up nicely. He did. He matured from, you know, waking up in the arena's parking lot in the back of his trunk to all the way to being the game entertainment director for another NBA franchise. Mm -hmm. A major market. Yeah. The Lakers. The Lakers. We the Lake that. Show. The Lake Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did really well. And he just started as a little pile of dirt on the side of the road. And I actually think if it weren't for us, he'd probably be in jail. <laughs> true, true. I always feel bad though about Rob because uh, for a long time there he had, I don't know how to say it, he had a um, real fear or, I mean he was nervous to be around me. And when I would, <laughs> when I would blow up after a skit going south or something going wrong, oh, I could just see him over there just like cringing and, and I wouldn't say cowering, but it was almost like he did not want to be in the room. So, yeah, he, not that bad for him. He was definitely uncomfortable with confrontation. Yes. <laughs> he, <laughs> he would say, I better go get signs and walk out of the room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. So, and Rob, it was funny. Uh, he turned out to be a mascot himself for a little while. He did. Yeah. Like, I do feel bad with having how his life went totally awry. He was, a, he was a business major at University of Colorado. <laughs> he had ambitions to be things. And then he met us. Right. We just took him, we took him right under our wing and everything went south from there. <laughs> That's right. He became a mascot. a mascot. First of all, for the uh, indoor yeah. uh, football team. Yeah, he was Colorado Crush's mascot. Yep. And then I actually pitched and developed a mascot for the Colorado Avalanche and he was the first Bernie for right. the Colorado Avalanche. Right. Right. And Bernie has taken off and he's been a he's been a huge success. He's all over the place. Yeah. My kid loves Bernie. Not as much as some of the other mascots, but hey, it's hockey. <laughs> We're not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> We're just lucky he's doing well. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. 
Hey, today we've got Jay Evans on here, who was formerly my, my assistant and uh, one of the greatest I've had. So, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, we've gone through some of the craziest, wildest times and uh, a lot of credit goes to, a lot of my success, a lot of that credit goes to Jay because Jay would think outside the box and take things to the next level for me. And a lot of times he would think for me in a lot of situations. And I, I, every assistant that comes in uh, that I uh, have to train and uh, work with and not have to, that sounds begging, <laughs> no negativity. Um, that was not negative. However, Everyone, I'm like, look, you have got to start being a mind reader. Plain and simple. You remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah, you got to read my mind. You have got to well, think for me, think your, ahead of me. Your assistant works with a creature that doesn't talk. Right. So it does become <laughs> handy to develop the mind reading telepathy connection. Yes. And hand gestures can only go so far. Yes. Yeah. So just read the eyes of an unexpressive costume. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Although you got to where you could tell what mood I was in, or you could with with just a slight hey. little nod. And going back to our poor intern. He yes. Could too. <laughs> he could too. Because I always said it was his fault. It was never my fault. Everything rolls downhill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the mascot never makes a mistake. Therefore, his assistant never made a mistake. It had to be the unpaid interns. Exactly. Yeah. Who else? Right. Or so, the, you know, vice president, president of operations, maybe. <laughs> somebody like that. Definitely uphill from us. We, yeah, we can point the fingers yeah. as good as anybody. Right. <laughs> so, Jay here, when did you start with me? Let's see, it was season of 2006. That would be about right. Yeah, 2006, seven. Yeah. And I remember fighting for, uh, my, my full-time assistant was let go a couple years before that. And not by me. And so I went a couple years there without having a full-time assistant. And gosh, I pitched it and pitched it and pitched it. And finally, uh, I, I found you. First of all, I found the person first. Yeah. And then went back to the team and said, hey, look, I've got a guy. He's got a great situation for it. His living situation is right. He can devote a lot of time to me and a lot of attention. And at the same time, he's, he's bilingual. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. so I pitched that. They finally said yes. I, I speak English and mascot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> uh, but what was funny is you did not prep me on the actual interview process. I had no idea that I was actually going to go through a formal interview. I thought that your decision had already been cleared with everybody and you were just seeing if I was the right fit when we met and talked at an undisclosed location. But if you do want to sponsor at Starbucks, hey, throw some money this way and we'll say your name over and over. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, guys, always thinking here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we sat down and then I went into an interview and the game entertainment director was a guy that still thought he lived the rock star lifestyle. Right? <laughs> yes. I walk in on this guy. He has cut off camo shorts on. He has a blonde mohawk slash mullet. <laughs> Watching Univision on the TV in the corner on mute. And I asked him why it was on mute. It was because he thought the women were attractive, but he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
says so much about him. So much. And so I come walking in in a suit. It's an interview with a professional sports team. I wanted to make an impression. And he said if I came the second time for the follow-up interview wearing a suit, that I would not get the job. I didn't know if he was serious or not, so the second time I wore a suit and he threatened not to have the interview, but <laughs> everything worked out and uh, we got to work together and those were good times. Yeah, he was an out-of-the-box thinker. Yes, so. he was. <laughs> Anyways, well, Jay, I'm glad uh, that it all worked out. We spent, uh, gosh, probably what, six or seven years? Eight years? What was it? Four years. Four years. Four. Four years. That was it. That was it. Well, the bond goes on. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, and we can blame the avalanche for what happened. We can blame the avalanche. Yeah, because oh. the avalanche season tickets that dropped so dramatically that caused sports to have to do company wide layoffs. That's right. And I fell on the grenade because I'm, you know, you fell on the grenade. Just one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm willing to do. I was like, well. I should be out of work, not other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how that went down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, then I might have worked with one of your buddies. Yeah, that's right. I went over to the jazz and worked with uh, John Absey and Game Entertainment over at the jazz for a few years. That's right. That's right. Uh, I was so sad to lose you. I mean, it was, I mean, not to get all, you know, misty-eyed here and everything, but man, it was rough. It was rough having you ripped away and all of a sudden everything just on my shoulders and um these <laughs> I've said this over and over and over this is a two-man job it really is so at many least. organizations don't yeah ex at least so many organizations don't understand what goes into this whole uh, production yeah and you can devalue a product by not presenting it that way exactly if you treat it as a one-man band it's like a small you know television markets Anchors, you know, right. news anchors. They go out there, they edit, they shoot, they tape, and as a result, they get a crappy product. But when you have people that have designed and delegated tasks and a standard of operation that's professional, the mascot should focus on being a mascot, being creative, acting, not emailing, setting up community relations, public relations, and appearances, worrying about getting his next skit set up. There should be somebody like that because that's how professional performances are done at any level. Exactly. And, and, and you understood that. You still understand that, obviously. But man, some of the productions that we put out there on the floor and uh, at, at shows when we traveled and things were unbelievable. Oh, and, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, one time... Okay, so we're... I gotta talk about <laughs> one time on the road, but I want to talk about uh, the uh, the treadmill halftime <laughs> too. That was awesome. I start riding that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're thinking about at one point we're thinking, okay, our char my my character's birthday's coming up, and it's uh, we have to we have to produce this whole game. I mean, what do the mascots do when they come in? We've got halftime. We've got all these timeouts. We've got quarter breaks. So this new music video had just come out. And Jay comes to me and goes, I think we should do this. I think we should do this at halftime with all these mascots. 
and uh, he shows me this video. It's the OK Go video with all the treadmills. I'm like, there is if you no don't way. know this video, you have to go look it up. Yes, it's OK Go, and they have the whole song choreographed over what eight treadmills, four treadmills. It's six actually treadmills. eight. Eight it's treadmills, actually, yeah. yeah. And uh, and they have this whole routine, just creatively and phenomenally choreographed to the song. On treadmills. And it went crazy viral. Like, this oh, yeah, before yeah. viral really was a thing. Right. It was it was really big. Yeah. And Jay brings it to me. He's like, hey, I think we got to do this. I'm like, first of all, there's no way we're going to get eight treadmills out on the court and off the court, powered. <laughs> he's like, no, we can do it. We can do we it. We can do it. And I'm like, yes, I love <laughs> this. I love this. I love this. The biggest one was you were worried about... How can we learn this dance? I can't bring in that's the three true. other mascots ahead of time to learn the dance. That's true. Do you that's remember right. what my answer was? <laughs> Not specifically, but go for it. It was, we don't need those guys. We have everybody we need right here. They're costumes. Right. And we right. Did. So we learned the entire dance. You, me, a girl. Uh-huh. And our intern. That I was married to at the time. <laughs> I didn't know if we should bring her up. <laughs> we didn't want to open wounds. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> so, yes, an ex-wife and our intern spent hours. I mean, we were at like 2 in the morning up in the practice court. And learning this routine, getting the treadmill set at the right speed, learning the just weird and random moves, sliding under each other and jumping over each other and spinning around in circles. And, 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 all, and we were watching the video at the same time. So even there's a guy that kind of trips at one point. Uh, not trips, but he kind of uh, just loses his balance for a little bit. Um, we had to put that in there. The other part was uh, there was another thing where they, they look all at the same time. You know, we, needed, we wanted every little detail covered. Yeah, otherwise it's cheesy. It's a cheesy knockoff. Right, right. And so we practiced and practiced and practiced this thing. I got to say we were real good. We were. And... But then we hadn't cleared it with the other mascots until that game night. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness. Right. Uh, hey guys, glad you're all here. By the way, we need to use your suit at halftime. <laughs> you're going to be in the halftime, but you're not going to be in the halftime. Right? <laughs> so, and professional mascots, you know, they, you guys put in so much time in perfecting the image, the personality of the mascots themselves that... It's almost trademarked, you know. Yeah, they, you do not let anyone in your costume. Nobody else goes in your costume. No. Especially a game coordinator, an intern, <laughs> and, and a wife. Right? <laughs> However, luckily, I figured that these guys would trust me enough and have enough faith in me that I wouldn't jeopardize any kind of... Yeah. You know, I wouldn't this put them in a situation, or I wouldn't have them exposed to the point where... It would be obvious that it's not them. So we didn't go out there until it was dark. Mm -hmm. Got on the treadmills, started Spotlights. the dance. Yep, and then we were off afterwards. But and then afterwards, they loved it. Oh my god! Because they get the credit for doing this, and they didn't even do it. Right. <laughs> right. I remember stuff from Orlando. His game entertainment featured it, the video, and they played it during a timeout, as if it was stuff. And it wasn't. <laughs> he was sitting there watching on the sideline. But that's what's great about 
having costume characters instead of real life people as your mascot. Because when something's phenomenal and entertaining and the crowd loves it, it's just as easy to say, hey, that's our mascot doing it. Right. Because right. it is. Because it was. Right. Mm -hmm. And we do, we do pride ourselves on being able to do everything. But yeah. in that situation, yeah, it wasn't possible. No. So, but, it, but it was fantastic. I mean, it was. I was hoping actually to bring that back. You should find year. that video clip. I've got it's on it's on it's on uh, YouTube. Well, we're recording this, right? Right. I'm sure your fans want to actually see that, and that, you know, <laughs> super yes. producer Cade yes. can probably drop that in and let people I'm see. I'm sure it. he could. Yeah, I'm sure he could. But you might yeah. resurrect it and bring it back this year. We'll throw it out there. You know what? I don't think we actually got a good copy of it uh, from the team. Yeah. I think what's on YouTube is somebody's cell phone camera. Oh, which wasn't there's like three or four game. versions of it. Yeah. But at least you hear him cheering and thinking it's awesome. Right. Commentary. True. Right. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Hey, I want to pause here and tell you a bit more about our sponsor, Alinko Costumes. Alinko is family owned and operated. Their first pro costume was the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> and their first NBA costume was the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Alinko's history dates back 100 years, and now they make over a thousand mascots a year, including high school, college, corporate, and pro teams. Needless to say, they know their stuff. They also stand by their work with the best warranty in the business. I swear I've called Jill at all times of the day, and she always answers. Alinko has earned my business, so I recommend you go where the pros go, alinkocostumes.com. Now, back to this episode. <laughs> and that actually brings up a funny one because going back to, we were concerned that NBA basketball courts are protected. They're sacred ground. Yeah. People oh, don't. yeah. Your courtside fans, they're spending hundreds to thousands of dollars, aren't allowed to step across the white line onto the basketball court. They would freak out if a 97-pound woman with high heels steps on the court. So the idea of bringing eight treadmills, rolling them out across that court into the sanctum of holiness <laughs> at the was a big chance act. of a scratch. <laughs> yes, one, yes, one scratch could make the basketball go completely sideways. And exactly. Those professional athletes wouldn't be able to handle <laughs> imperfection. <laughs> yes. Um, but and we, I actually was remembering fondly. Do you remember Mr. Fun Hater, Mr. Safety? Oh, he's still there. Maybe, well, then maybe we shouldn't use his name. <laughs> no, probably shouldn't. But, but he, oh, was, I want you he so was the biggest hurdle oh, for every gosh. great idea that we had. Yes, no. What are you talking about? No. I mean, can we talk about this? No. Why can't I zip line from the third level down to the basketball hoop? I should be able to do that and what? dunk myself. <laughs> Why can't I just light a lighter? Yeah. Like, no, no flame. No. no flame in the building. Right. It's just a lighter. Can't I drive a monster truck onto the court? <laughs> Fans would love it. <laughs> oh, Elephants? No. Okay, fine. You have to shoot the t-shirt cannon at a specific angle. angle. Otherwise, it goes too fast and you could take off someone's head. That's right. Or spill a beer. Or end up short and dumb fans reaching over the rails, falling down on the lower level. Yeah. Which, which does happen. Which does happen, actually. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that when uh, before they had told me that, but that happens. Yeah. Not just at concerts. So anyways, we pulled that off. It was huge. It was one of the best and biggest halftimes that we did. And, and I got to attribute that one right to Jay because it was his brainchild. 
So, but, but I love the thinking big. Yeah. There, you always thought larger than life. Instead of bringing the kitten, bring in an elephant. Yeah, that's right. And chop it down if we have to. <laughs> but start big. Start big. Anytime. Always. That's that's great for anything. Anytime you're doing business negotiations, start big because you can't go up from your starting point. You can only go down from there. You know, if you're buying a house, hey, make a low offer and then work your way up. You can't lower it afterwards. Right. You know, right. if you're, if you're selling get... a house, start high. Start high. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're asking for money, ask for more. Exactly. <laughs> you can always get dialed back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But go for the go for the dream. Exactly. If you'd like help with negotiating yeah. anything, Jay is your man right here. We'll give you his contact information. That's right. <laughs> I remember when I was like 16 years old and it was my first car. My parents said, "Hey, we'll go pick a high school driver for you." They're thinking, you know, the old rust bucket. Doors are falling off, you know, goes four miles per hour at top speed. And I'm thinking Ferrari. You got to start with the Ferrari and work your way back to like a, a 1989 Grand Am. <laughs> but ask for the Ferrari. That's so true. I <laughs> uh, like the way you think. And I like the way you think right out the bat when I first met you. We had chatted and I was like, didn't we meet at like Starbucks or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Over, uh, yeah. We, and we, uh, we sat there. And Neither of us even drink coffee. No. No. I love their biscuits. but And fast Wi-Fi. Right. <laughs> so we sat there. I was like, I, I left there thinking, yeah, this is my guy. I got to have this guy. We're going to do big things. Mm-hmm. If I can have him, we can do big things. And the great thing about our big things is most of them failed. <laughs> we had some doozies. We had, we had some great fails that turned out to be, entertainment-wise, gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always love a good boo. Yeah. Oh, a good boo. And you know one of the greatest boos I can remember? Talk to me. Now, we would set up traveling public appearances because you're so wanted and famous. (laughs) I mean, we've gone east coast to west coast, everywhere in between, out of the country, things. And we'll get into some of those stories. But I remember there was a CBA team up in Yakima, Washington called the Sun Kings. Oh, the Sun Kings. And they had had reached out to me and, and asked if we could send our mascot up to work one of their games just as a fun promotion. So I made the arrangements, negotiated the fee, sure enough, got all the clearance and off we went. And we went up to this game. Now, up there, they're good country folk, right? (laughs) Salt of the earth people. Yes, they are. Kind hearted. This is not New Yorkers, right? These are people that still loan cups of sugar, know their neighbors' names, give hugs out freely. (laughs) And haven't been exposed to big-time game entertainment. (laughs) Right. Everybody gets along. Everybody plays nice. Right. Yeah, except for me. And so here comes this, you know, mascot from the big city and the big league. And... And they were excited to have me up there. They were. Oh, us up there. They loved you up to this point. Like, everyone was excited. But we decided to use a member of the audience. And what it was, was this young man. Well, we introduced him as... He he was dressed like a... Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't like full-on, like, chaps or anything. He was just... 
dress like your normal you know, everyday plaid shirt, Wranglers, belt yeah. buckle. He had been out hat. working in the yeah. field in his parents' field or whatever. He just rolled in, and uh, so we picked this kid out, <laughs> and he's a young-looking guy. He was 16, 17, or yeah. whatever. And that's right. We introduced him as the national champion, junior rodeo clown of the year. <laughs> just thinking, we just thought of some bizarre <laughs> yeah. award that no one would know, but it sounded legit. Yeah. And this crowd embraced it. Thought he was the greatest thing going. Like, <laughs> congratulate! We have a national champion here in Yakima. And I mean, they were clapping, they were cheering, and it just also happened to be this young man's birthday. <laughs> so here comes Rocky out of the back there with a cake. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. Got a cake for him. Running up the stairs. Cameras on him. We start to sing, the whole crowd starts to sing happy birthday, and Rocky's running this cake up. You can feel the excitement, the energy, and just the community pride that is beaming and filling up this little local arena. <laughs> That's right. Give that guy a cake. Yeah. He at least deserves a cake. <laughs> yeah. And you come running off with this cake, and you tread. You're usually so agile. Yes. And athletic. Yes. But this time, I don't know if the stair wasn't, you know, conforming. Maybe it wasn't permitted correctly. <laughs> a little taller, a little shorter. But you tripped. Yes. And I'm sure on. it was 100% accidental. Totally accidental. And by chance, this cake didn't fall harmlessly to the floor, but instead landed right in this kid's face. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yes. It was one of the better impacts that yes. the cake has ever had Knocked in a fan's They face. were on bleachers, if I remember. This It almost knocked this kid back. Yeah, it, it almost did. He almost ended up in Grandpa's lap behind him. Yes. <laughs> and instantly, the goodwill that you had built up through probably the first quarter and a half was gone. Oh, yeah. There was, there was a, a, a hush that came over the crowd, a gasp, yeah. and then a... The gas and the hush didn't last very long. No. <laughs> and then a very audible boom! <laughs> oh my gosh, that crowd came apart. They almost came unglued at me. I mean, yeah. seriously, I, as, as I was going down the steps after that, it was, you know, it. You I, suck, I was, You suck! <laughs> oh my gosh, can't believe you did that! Oh, not You're that idiot! idiot. Yeah! <laughs> it was his birthday! Oh, they, they hook, line, and sinker. I had just desecrated yeah. the monument to all cowboys. Right, and they they had gone from, we love this guy, to send him on an airplane right now back to wherever he came from <laughs> in the matter of one frosting splatter. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the people that brought us out there, as we were running back into the locker room, they were like, they didn't know whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Right. They looked so confused, deer in the headlights. It was just like, uh, now what do we do? I mean, so and I had to explain that any emotional response to that level is a good thing for game entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. When you can work people up, that's great. Yep. Either happy or mad, but now they're emotionally involved and committed to the bit. Right. Right. And. People sometimes love to hate. Oh, look at Twitter. 
That's all they like, right? It's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a weird phenomenon right yeah. now. But, but I mean, it, it's like you said, they're, they were emotionally involved at that point, and yeah, it, they need it, a villain. Right, right. And then, so after that, you know, it, it took the next couple of quarters or whatever oh, to, yeah. you know, to win them back over. But, but by the end of the game, man, I, they just, they, they, were, uh, they loved Halftime, you dumped. Oh, and they booed you the first time you made your dunk. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. That's right. Because <laughs> that's right. Because we came out after the next time we came out was halftime. Was halftime. That's right. We so on a dunking expedition. Ex right. Exhibition. Exhibition. So yeah. I yeah. dunk it. Boo, boo. I'm like, come on, you guys. So you do a little fancier dunk, but you always lean into it. You know, it's like you lean into the slide. Oh, yeah. And so you kind of play it up like, oh, you want bigger? You're not impressed yet? And so you tried something else. Yeah. Yeah. And they were kind of, then they started to laugh because then it was crowd versus mascot, mascot versus crowd. And they weren't so easily sold. They were saying, okay, you know what? I'm skeptical of this guy. Right. By he the end, impress me. Yeah. By the end of it, because we did obviously uh, play into that, let them have a good time with it. You want them back over. We were never invited back. <laughs> that was the last time I was there. But by the time you left, kids were lining up to get autographs. So yes. we'll call it a win. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was junior yeah. rodeo champion clown of the year. Clown of the year. <laughs> Uh, everybody knows that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some of my fondest memories are actually the times that skits didn't go as planned. All right, that concludes part one of my jam session with Jay Evans. Stay tuned for part two. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Peace.